Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the TV Central podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan and it's nice to be here bringing you a fresh podcast over the summer television season. What do Russell Crowe, Alan Dale, Grant Bowler, Rachel Hunter and Simone Kessel have in common? They are New Zealand actors that we always try and claim as our own. Yes, the lovely Simone Kessel has uh, been in a swag of Australian international shows and currently stars in Terra Nova, screening Sunday nights on Network 10, and she joins me right now at the TV Central podcast. Simone, thanks for joining me. Hello, how are you? Very, very good. Look, at an interesting thing, I spoke to a number of people about this podcast and all of them knew you, but... uh, it was interesting that they all knew you from, from different places and a number of different roles. One one actually pointed out, Dog Eat Dog, you were the uh, host of the Seven <laughs> Network game show in the late 90s. Now, I uh, didn't run for very long, but uh, what are your memories of uh, of that? All I remember was the rock climbing. Yeah, I, lo- I quite like the rock climbing. Uh, Dog Eat Dog was, uh, yeah, a very short-lived uh, game show. I think it was not, uh, uh, it was kind of, yeah, 2001 or two, I think. Um, but no, that was that was definitely an adventure down the hosting road, um, presenting, and it was kind of an avenue I was dabbling with, and uh, I realized that it's something I didn't want to pursue. <laughs> Thank goodness, because kind of acting's always been, you know, something I love doing, and uh, presenting just kind of happened, really, I guess. So I was going to ask you that, if um, how you enjoyed presenting versus straight acting, so, so definitely not going back to presenting then. <laughs> not anytime soon, unless you know nothing go- nothing happens in the acting world. But no, I think it's you know I think it's something we all try and uh, yeah. And I realise that no, it's it's sort of something that I don't really hold close to my heart. Look, another uh, memory lane one. Um, one of my favourite shows uh, at, at the time, but one that uh, Ruth Ritchie from the Sydney Morning Herald claimed was the worst show in the history of the world, which is a bit mean. That was uh, mm-hmm. Under, Undercover Angels, which was a, a take on the Charlie's Angels television show. I mean, the whole play up on the Charlie's Angels, you know, I suppose was a, maybe a bit much, but the, the premise of the show was to reward good everyday people for their good deeds, uh, which I thought was a positive spin. I mean, what did you, what did you think of the series? I thought it was a, a lovely touch of TV. It was a really, it was a great idea. Unfortunately, they didn't have um, creatives behind it who could think outside of the box. I liked, look, the idea was that you give back to people who are in need. And yeah, okay, it was a bit cheesy, but tell me a show that isn't cheesy, a reality show, you know, it's always kind of got a a cheesy outcome but with Undercover Angels yeah again that was actually around the same time as I did Dog Eat Dog and uh, I think look I think it had it had a nice it was a nice idea behind it but it they were just looking for an avenue for Ian Thorpe and and I guess honestly the best thing that came out of that was my friendship with Ian and I still you know consider him one of my closest friends so it can only be good it's so it's an it can only be a positive now, for the record, in case people are wondering, now I do remember, as you mentioned, Ian thought was Charlie, and um, I do remember yourself and and Jackie O. Who, who was the third angel? It was Katie Underwood. Oh, from from the Bardo yeah. back at the time, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you've um, starred in McLeod's Daughters, of course, a prominent role there. Uh, Heartbreak High, Medivac, Underbelly, All Saints, Wildside, Stingers, uh, GP, Water Rats, and recently Panic at Rock Island. Did I did I miss any of the Australian dramas? I have no idea. I can't, I can't even remember half of those. But yeah, they all sung right. <laughs> what, what memories stand out uh, when you look back at some of those? 
Well, look, McLeod's Daughters was the pilot. We shot that originally with Jack Thompson. I think it was Tammy McIntosh and Kim Wilson were the lead daughters. And uh, I was 18 at the time, and uh, I had been working a lot in New Zealand, and it was an opportunity. A casting agent kind of came over and said, look, I think you should try moving across the ditch, I think. And uh, The Cloud's Daughters was the first thing that I ever did in Australia. And after that, it was like, it was time for me to move out of New Zealand. And so that that's prominent in my memory because it was the kind of calling card for me to come over to Australia. Mm. Yeah, and then all the other shows sort of fell into line. Um, everything, yeah, from Water Rats. And then eventually in 2004, I moved to Los Angeles and did a lot of American television. And uh, and that was a really positive move. And now, I think it was around 2009, I did Underbelly, the second season. And from there, I, I, I started coming back more to Australia for work. And it was about that time that I thought, okay, it's time to relocate back to Australia because not just because of work, but a lifestyle. LA can kind of draw you in and then sort of spit you out. And it was time to, yeah. to move on, really. Well, when you were overseas, your international shows, although some were filmed here in Australia, CSI Miami, Fringe, White Collar Blue, I actually remember those couple of episodes you're in because that's one of my favourite shows, uh, Farscape, Hercules, Criminal Minds, The Lost World, Xena. How, how are the uh, productions different? Uh, I've been around, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> so how, how are the productions different to uh, stuff that's filmed down under? Uh, I think the budgets, I think mm. budgets are pretty impressive. They have, uh, American actors are all under the SAG union, so to actually get to that stage is kind of quite difficult. You've got to be SAG eligible and then you become SAG and then you can get the jobs. So, you know, there's, it's a different process there. I think once you get the jobs, it's a celebration. You start getting television currency, I guess you could call it. Uh, and for me, it, it felt... It felt like, okay, I've ticked that box. I've done, you know, CSI tick. I've done Fringe tick. Um, and I got a few, you know, roles. I actually did a role in Frost Nixon, but unfortunately the, the character was cut out. So I, I felt like I was a working actress in... And then Reaper, actually. Reaper was a great show to work on. It was, I felt like I was a, a working actress in Los Angeles. But again, it, it was, yeah, the, the shows, the money, everything is fantastic, but... Unless the show's a big hit and for some reason you stand out, you just go on to the next one. Mm. Yeah. An an interesting piece of trivia there you just mentioned. um, You you made an appearance in the series Reaper. Now, you you would have filmed that some time ago, but it actually, the episode that you were in or episodes, um, they'll actually appear on 7 Mate at the end of December because they actually haven't been screened here. They're new episodes screening on 7 Mate. So just in a couple of of weeks, you'll be on... um, on Seven Mate, who, who did you play in the series? I played the devil's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some great roles. I played the devil's girlfriend, and it was it was so much fun. I think it was a real shame that that show got canned because I did I think one of the last episodes towards the end of that season, and they were telling me that they were bringing that character back as a series regular, but unfortunately that show didn't continue on. So. Um, yeah, no, Reaper's a great show. It's 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 very funny, and it was yeah, so much fun to work on. Well, yeah, we'll look out for you in a couple of weeks on the mm-hmm. on Seven Mate. Now, you've been obviously we listed a whole heap of shows. You um must have built up some good friends along the way. Any anyone that we would know of, that, or Thorpey? 
Yeah, well, Sophie, uh, I have. I've, I know it's, it's funny because it's not until you get back on the set of another show that you're like, oh, my goodness, you know, you work again. Like you mentioned uh, Medivac years ago. I worked with Grant Bowler on that, and then last year we shot Panic at Rock Island. So, you know, you, you get to know the same actors, and even though it's, it's, a, it's kind of a small pot, I think, even in New Zealand, but especially in Australia, and then in America, yeah, you, you meet a lot of well-known people and uh also my husband's a filmmaker so it made you know we we know some great people yeah for sure now i haven't forgotten terra nova we'll get to that in, in a moment but it's interesting oh, yeah. getting getting to know you as a as a person you mentioned your husband australian director gregor jordan is that how you pronounce his name yes Gre yeah now you mentioned, yeah, he's quite a talent. I was just having a look at some of the stuff that he's done. He's um, worked with Heath Ledger and Brian Brown at least twice and um, mm -hmm. has won a Best uh, Direction Award and Screenplay for, for one of my favourite Australian films, Two Hands. Um, he's quite the talent, isn't he, as well? <laughs> yeah, he's a writer-director and, uh, yeah, we met over in Los Angeles in 2004 and, yeah, here we are going into 2012 but uh yeah he 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 absolutely is and uh, i was lucky enough to be in one of his films the informers which he shot in uh los angeles with uh, billy bob thornton kim bassinger winona Ryder, you know mickey rourke it's quite an amazing cast actually um so yeah he's yeah he is definitely a talent and uh, he's got a couple of projects in development now so hopefully we'll see something along the veins of a you know another two hands um, did he speak to you about what it was like working um, or directing Heath Ledger early on with Two Hands? And then later, I think he was with um, him with uh, Ned Kelly. Yes, Heath is a uh, a very very close was a very very close friend to both Gregor and myself. So uh, it, yeah, yeah, I, I probably won't go into that. No worries. Um, so amongst all you do and, and, and your hubby does, you've also got your, your, your son Jack. I guess he would be about six or something now. So <laughs> yeah, how, he is. How's the family going? It's great. And I think that was another reason to uh, move back to Australia because, I don't know, the schools, the beaches, Sydney, it's lovely here. So it was, it was time to bring him back and, you know, come back to be educated, I guess, in Australia. Is, is he allowed to watch Terra Nova? <laughs> he loves Terra Nova. I guess because he came out to set quite a few times, uh, he's dinosaur crazy even before I got the show. So the idea that mum was out shooting dinosaurs with sonic guns and, uh, you know, fighting bad guys was a little boy's dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> um, because before that I'd shot a film in India and uh, in Queensland at the start of the year. But he wasn't really interested in that. It was a period epic romance. But uh, now that, you know, mum's running around with armour and a big sonic gun, it's kind of cool, <laughs> especially <laughs> for him. And, uh, yeah, I think he might have a bit of street cred at school. Well, um, overall, both you and your husband have um, had some, obviously, success moving from Australia to LA. We mentioned all the American shows you've been in, plus Terra Nova, and, and Greg has gone on to make big... Uh, he was started with Australia with Big Sky and went on to international shows and movies. Have you two just been really blessed and lucky, or has it been a lot of hard work and a lot of patience and trying? That's such a lovely thing to say. Um, I think we've worked really, really hard. I think, yeah, when you look at it on paper, we've been incredibly productive and I think Gregor has been incredibly successful. Um, and, I, you know, I've been very fortunate to kind of 
continue doing it. I mean, I think I've been acting for over 20 years now. So the idea of that is, yeah. is quite astonishing. But yeah, it's a lot of work. Like, um, I watch Gregor, he's in the middle of writing a script at the moment, and he's been working on that for over a year now. It's so much work. And, uh, and yeah, I think there's definitely talent there, but luck, is, it's actually all about luck. If you're in the right place at the right time, and people you know, then absolutely. <laughs> luck mm. has been our friend. Well, the last thing before we talk about Terranova, five uh, quick questions. F favorite television shows? Uh, I love Breaking Bad, mm. and I lo I've been watching Arrested Development, the old, yep. obviously the old season, I love Arrested Development. Um, just finishing The Slap right now, which we TV'd, recorded, um, which I haven't quite finished it, so I can't give you a full, you know, review on that. Television, television, How I Met Your Mother, very strange, but I spent a lot of time on an aeroplane, flying back and forth to Los Angeles, even up to the Gold Coast. It's always on a screen on an aeroplane, and I find it very funny. I don't mm. know why. Um, and then I, four is pretty good. I think you're only going to get four out of me right now. <laughs> and what about um, favourite films? Or There's one or so two? Many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything. I think the piano was, a, was one of the reasons I pursued acting. It, wow. it made me realise that it, it's such an incredible thing to be able to move people like that. It's like going to the museum, you know, again and again. So the piano was very, very strong in my creative vision as a younger actress. Um, and then every, oh, there's so, oh, I've got so many favorite films and I'm, I know I'll finish this interview and go, oh, I should have said that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, many. And actually, well, even Gregor's film, he did a film called Buffalo Soldiers and with Joaquin Phoenix and that's a pretty impressive film as well. What about just your favourite thing uh, to do on a day off? Day off? Mm. That's a good question. Uh, I love to run. I think running is my meditation time. I'm not much of a yogi <laughs> or a, you know. So I love to run. Uh, I love to sneak off if it's raining. I use that as an excuse to go to the cinema and sit there with an ice cream. Um, or just uh, read scripts and books. Nothing better than a cup of tea in bed with a book. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. What about an actor you'd like to uh, work with? Oh, an actor I'd like to work with. I think Kate Winslet. Ooh. I, th I think she's such a wonderful actress, and I think she is truth. I think she's so honest in her choices as an actress. So uh, I think Kate Winslet, I would love to work with her. All right, well, let's, let's move on to, to your role in Terra Nova because we're not going to forget that one, of course. Um, it's airing uh, Network 10 Sundays at 8.30. Now, you play Alicia Washington, uh, second in command of the colony. Uh, how, have you, how have you enjoyed um, playing Alicia? She, it's interesting because Alicia came along, they'd already shot the pilot for Terranova at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, and they were recasting, there was a character called Guzman, Guzman, in the show, and they realized that perhaps it was too male heavy, so they decided to, he was in the pilot, but they decided after the pilot to bring in a female, strong, another street female character who was the military, who was, you know, a lieutenant, so... I came in right at the tail end of their pilot and uh, was sort of dotted throughout the pilot to establish the character, well, the look of the character. And then I was straight into the first episode. So it was, um, 
from the minute I got cast to the minute I was on set, it all happened so very, very quickly. So I kind of hit the ground running. Um, to be physical was a key thing. To really have an understanding of the military was another key aspect of, of playing Washington. So all those things I had to quickly research and quickly get up to speed with because I've been playing a, a British governess in 1849 prior to that. So I had to shed that character and quickly jump into this kick-ass, mm. heart of gold, tough chick. Um, mm. And so that, that, that was definitely a challenge, but I, I think I... I think I got there in the end, and I, um, I, I didn't have, I didn't have the luxury of the time that the rest of the cast did, knowing about the time travel, the period in which it was set, the future, having met all the executives and the producers and the American people on on the show. So I kind of got up to speed halfway through. But look, it was an amazing journey, and the cast were exceptional, and. I just, yeah, I, I, I was very blessed to have landed that role. Is there, um, I guess, an underlining theme or, or agenda in the series? I mean, it talks about overpopulation, pollution, air quality. Is there, is there something the creators wanted to get across about how we live today oh. in society and what consequences that, that may have on our future? Or, or is it just a show and I've just read it in way too much? Say, say that again, sorry? Well... Well, the underlining theme of the of the series is about um, you know overpopulation in the future, pollution and air quality, things like that. I'm just wondering if you if you feel the creators wanted to get across a point um, about how we live today in society and what what consequences that may have on our future, or am I perhaps reading into that too much and it's just a show and and that they didn't. I think I think it was a great idea to open the pilot with such extreme extreme kind of poverty in how the world is going. I would like to think that it's a message saying, come on, people, we need to think about what we're doing to our environment and global warming Warming is real and, and what we're doing to our world. I think there is that, but they never really touch on that again. I think it was to show that... I think it was to show that Terra Nova was the new world, the land utopia, to show the difference of this, this incredible place that exists. Um, and they needed such a, you know, an extreme way to show that. Mm. Well, well, this place you're talking about, um, the series was shot obviously in southeast Queensland, but also had, uh, I believe they shot in Brisbane and the Gold Coast as well, and 250 sets were constructed. I wouldn't normally ask what it's like working in beautiful sunny Queensland, but... Uh, I believe it was quite horrendous at times with torrential rain and stuff. That, and I actually was fortunate enough not to be a part of the torrential rain. That was when they shot the pilot at the end right. of last year. So I came on when it was all dry and perfect and and it was, it was quite lovely. But the, the, uh, the, the sets are impressive. They're an impressive construction to them. I mean, there's a lot of money in the sets and uh, the locations, I mean, you know, obviously the waterfalls and stuff are, are real, but, but a lot is CG. You know, so I think, I think that to walk onto one of those sets as an actor and know that this is your world, that to me was a moment which, quite, which hit me quite strongly in the beginning. I was quite taken back with how much work and thought and care and talent had been put into creating the world of Terra Nova. And I think that... That is really strong in the show. When you watch the show, you can see that this is a world. And it, it, it actually really has that feeling when you're working on those sets. Mm. Um, with, with, with the, I guess, CGI so prevalent in the series, I mean, 
what's it like to to act in that? Is it? I mean, because you might be being chased or hunted down or attacked by a dinosaur, but in reality, there's nothing there, is there? There's nothing there. There's. Uh, it's, it's, um, I was actually concerned. I think that's a really good question because I was quite concerned. I'm not that down with dinosaurs. I'm not down with the Jurassic stage or, you know, the size of a Spinosaurus or a Brachiosaurus or even a, you know, T-Rex or Pterodactyl. I'm not quite down with that. I am now. But <laughs> at the time, they were like, okay, so, Simone, we're going to have this huge flying bird coming out. You're kind of like a you know, a pterodactyl crossed with a, a, a bird. And I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, 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 bring it on. <laughs> Going, what the, what am I, you know, and what's your reaction to that? Because I know as me, as Simone, I'd be, I'd be out of there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but my character just stands there and it's like, bring it on. Mm. Come here, you know, like, so that was a really, that was a moment I had to just shut down all my, reactions and really go okay this is could totally bite my head off but that's cool <laughs> you know it was, even though there was nothing there and then so it's, it's really interesting because I'm watching the episodes with everybody else I haven't seen these episodes other than the ADR that I've been doing um, so to see how they've come to life is really amazing um, I think there's an episode where there's a whole lot of birds coming I don't know what they were called actually um they were they were attacking us, and so yeah. to see how they look on the screen is amazing. But at the time, I had no idea what they were going to look like. So, yeah, it's, it is really interesting trying to kind of act with make-believe dinosaurs and what you believe the dinosaur should look like and then what it actually ends up looking like. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, look, uh, episode, by the time this podcast is up, episode uh, 10 would have just aired on December the 4th, leaving three episodes remaining. So we're on the home stretch. What can you tell us about the final lot of episodes? Well, the season finale, um, I know my character doesn't play so much until, until, oh, it's my dog, <laughs> um, until the last, the, the big, I think they're, they're playing the two episodes together, uh, the last two episodes together, which will turn into a huge um, season finale, and I yeah. guess that's to secure ratings and secure numbers in order to see if they pick up a second season. But let's just say it is epic, and uh, it's an epic journey. So I'm not allowed to say anything other than that. Are you um Are you aware of whether that second season has been given the green light yet? No, they haven't been picked up for a second season yet. Okay, um, and just, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil the end, but in, in case the second season does not go ahead, is, is the first season wrapped up nicely with satisfaction or did the writers do a big cliffhanger with the intention of season two going ahead? Um, they, no, I think there's a bit of both, actually. That's, yeah, no, that's an interesting point. Uh, there's a bit of both. There isn't like a, oh, what's going to happen? It is wrapped up. But there are still some remaining questions because the whole of Terra Nova is turned upside down. Okay. Let's just say the portal is is used again and other things happen and it's quite scary actually. It's quite scary. And uh, yeah, it becomes Armageddon. Wow. Mm. Okay, finally, um, what's coming up for you uh, next in, in terms of projects? 
So the next, uh, right at the moment, we're uh, I'm in the middle of I've got my producer's hat on, and we're about to we're making a documentary actually of Ian Thorpe's return to competitive swimming, yep. which we've been following him for the last year. So that's been fantastic. We just got back from Asia filming him and the journey of Ian Thorpe, and uh, and then next up for me is I'll be heading over to Los Angeles. Uh, in the new year, there's a couple of projects there that um, they're keen to kind of get me involved with. So, and for now, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm open to, there's, you know, been a couple of offers here, but for now, I guess I'm just, I'm just seeing what comes in. But mm. it's exciting. There, there's some really wonderful things out there. So, um, we shall see. Well, it's uh, been an absolute pleasure chatting about uh, Terra, Terra Nova, but also getting to know you a little bit better as well. So thanks for joining me at TV Central. Thank you so much, Aaron, and thank you for your intelligent questions. No worries. <laughs> Simone Kessel, star of uh, Network 10's big budget series Terra Nova, which airs Sundays at 8.30pm. Now, just an update with the series. Episode 10 that has just aired December 4th is the last one for the year. Network 10 wants to expose the series to the widest possible audience and will therefore take a break over the Christmas holidays. The series will return in January, but at this moment 10 does not have a date for me, but they assure me that the three remaining episodes will indeed air in January. What a nice treat having Simone on today and thank you so much. That's all for this podcast. Until the next one, I'm Aaron Ryan for tvcentral.com.au. See you then.